anytime there's name calling, I call it character assassination. Mm -hmm. Anytime you are not addressing the issue, you know, the dishes or schedules or kids or money or whatever the topic is, and you start name calling, you are now tearing down the other human being. You're tearing down your wife. You are, you are attacking who she is and her humanity. And when you do that, you're no longer able to productively have conversations right. or resolve conflict or problem solve because you are you're not talking about the topic anymore and that right. is unfair that is that is an off limits uh, thing for anyone who's in a secure marriage welcome to the secure marriage podcast where we believe it's possible to fight less feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse we're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do if you're in an emotionally abusive relationship. That one's a little bit of a tongue twister. It is. But you, you did to... beautifully on it. Yeah, because I had to enunciate very clearly. And it only took you a couple takes at it. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two is a couple, I guess. Yeah, it is. So I have the question for today. All right. I get to throw you under the bus. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't throw you under the bus. No, I get to put you on the spot. That's what you do. Lay it on me. Okay, so here it is. So this woman says, I don't want to be in this emotionally abusive relationship anymore, constantly being yelled at and called names. When he gets mad, he says, let's just divorce. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think that is a truly painful experience for that woman to be in. To be treated like that, to have divorce threatened frequently, what it does is it causes this instability. The, the, the subtle message in that statement is, you're not worth it. I'd rather just walk away than try to work it out with you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put the energy and effort into you or our relationship anymore. And the minute, if I said that to you, I've now put you into survival brain. Right. Because you're going, how am I going to provide? Uh, where do I live? What do I do? How? And I and I disrupt your entire sense of stability. One of the most important things to women out there everywhere is safety and stability. Right. And when I threaten that, it is it is massively unfair of me um, to kind of use that that trump card to put you right. into that that highly dysregulated or uncomfortable or unstable space right you're not thinking clearly anymore no and and what that makes me do is grasp at anything i can get my hands yeah. onto which just continues the cycle of yep of you know and so i'm trying to to grab onto that stability that safety piece yeah which probably causes more uh of, of verbal abuse and more name calling and it just continues that cycle not to mention the emotional toll on me as a person and, and what my value is. Yeah. And it, that I just don't matter, that I'm not valuable, that I, that I am not enough, that I'm not good enough. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the rules we have 
insecure marriages, anytime there's name calling, I call it character assassination. Mm-hmm. Anytime you are not addressing the issue, you know, the dishes or schedules or kids or money or whatever the topic is, and you start name calling, you are now tearing down the other human being. You're tearing down your wife. You are you are attacking who she is and her humanity. And when you do that, you're no longer able to productively have conversations or resolve conflict or problem solve because you are, you're not talking about the topic anymore. And that is unfair. That is, that is an off limits uh, thing for anyone who's in a secure marriage. You'd never character assess, no matter how mad you are, no matter if the person is driving you crazy what it actually signifies is is the person who usually does the name calling can't logically or rationally think through the topic and they've gone to brute force it is right. a simple way of just going i'm going to try to get my way by by destroying you as a person and that's why she uses this term emotional abuse because it is emotional abuse it is painful to have your humanity torn down on a regular basis. Right. And so she says, I'm done. I'm ready to be out of here. What do I do? And that's a hard question. The the very first thing I ever, ever recommend someone do when they're in that situation is learn how to establish boundaries. Right. It is the lack of boundaries, which allows someone to continue to treat you that way. Now, again, some people go, well, if I stand up to him, if I say something to him, if I push back, then that's going to actually make him worse. He's going to get meaner. He's going to get more abusive. The emotional abuse might turn into physical abuse or something else. Um, So if you are running scared like that and you're afraid it's going to get worse or you cannot put those boundaries in place, then the only thing to do at that moment is to get some sort of separation physically and emotionally, not forever. I'm not saying that you have to permanently in the marriage, but you have to get to a place where you can start to have clarity of mind and you're not operating out of the survival brain. Right. You are operating out of a clear, rational, healthy brain and home is designed for us to come and let our guard down. That's where we should be able to um, feel the safest, to feel the most um, uh, connected, and we can let our guards down. But if home is a battlefield, if home is dangerous, if home is you are being treated like this, you can't ever let your guard down. You can't ever relax. And so you have to find a space where you can relax in some way. So whether that's just a couple days off and you go visit your sister somewhere or you take some time by yourself, but you have to be able to get away from that that situation so you can get some clarity of mind and then the second thing that's most helpful is having someone who's not in that situation who can offer clarity because they are not biased they're not involved in it and they can actually provide recommendations of what those boundaries look like or what the correct responses should be towards some of those things. Because in the moment you usually can't think of those things. And so you have to kind of um, tap into or utilize the resources of someone else who has more emotional uh, availability and, and resilience uh, in that situation. Right. So I have two questions for you or a question and then a comment. So the first question is, 
when you decide to take that space for yourself, mm-hmm. are you going to tell your spouse that's what you're doing? Or are you just going to take the space and leave? Or that's a good question. how do you handle that? Because that, I mean, there might be a situation where even just saying, I, I need to take some time for myself yep. could escalate things. You have to tell him. It's appropriate to say, and again, that's the very first boundary. The way you just talk to me is inappropriate. I don't like it and it hurts. That's part of the story right. here. If you can't stop doing this, I am going to get some separation. I'm going to get some space. I'm going to I'm going to have to create a little bit of distance so I can get some clarity of mind to figure out how I want to continue in this relationship. Perfect. That makes perfect sense. You have to tell him. It's not like you can just go now again we don't know this woman's specific situation so we want to be careful on the advice we give sure if he will become volatile if he was going to become physically abusive if there is that potential threat of that then yeah she should get out first and then send him the email here's where i'm at or here's what i'm doing because you're abusive because you're hurting me right i have gotten myself safe and i will contact you when i need to Sure. So it could be either or, but we're going to assume that this is not escalating into exactly. physical abuse. And, and and it's appropriate to say, yes, that's part of learning how to set the boundaries. It's that's appropriate f- to say, you're hurting me. Yep. If it continues, this is what I'm going to do. That's the first boundary you put in place. Perfect. My next thing was you talked about finding someone um, that uh, can give you perspective on it. Correct. And I wanted to just add that when you find that person, it has to be someone who can have an outside unbiased opinion. Right. Because if you go to a friend or a family member and tell them the stuff that's going on and Mm -hmm. they just start saying things that kind of fuel what you're feeling, that's not helpful. So you need to find someone who, who... It could be a friend or family member Mm -hmm. who has the ability to see things in an unbiased way and give you un- unbiased yeah. feedback on it. Yeah. I think you're alluding to uh, a lot of people project their own story onto other people's story. So you come and share with me how your husband's hurting you. And if I've been hurt by my husband, it's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You should dump that horrible blankety blank right. and you should get out of there, you know, as soon as possible. We project, we put our own story into some of this stuff. So again, a a counselor, a mental health person, a pastor, uh, a friend who is well-rounded, who is is grounded and doesn't have maybe a personal uh, vested interest into your relationship is usually the best kind of person. Yes. But it starts with boundaries and... uh, For a couple of reasons. Uh, Because if you kind of just sit there and let your husband continue to treat you that way and you have kiddos, you're actually modeling a a unhealthy relational style that they will probably end up or have a greater chance of simply replicating in their relationships when they grow up because that was just normal, that this is what we saw mom and dad do and this is now what we're going to do. So you want to be careful with that. You want to model healthy boundaries for your kids. Yeah. One of the things I think that this person could potentially do as well is when he says, I want a divorce, you go, I will be glad to give that to you. I will honor that. If this is what you would like to do, I will, I release you. And we don't have to keep going round and round in this. 
And then you actually kind of hold his feet to that. You come back to him and go, you mentioned that you wanted to get a divorce last night in the fight. Um, how are you going to proceed with that? What's your time frame on that? Are you going to get a lawyer? Do I need to get a lawyer? How do you want to go? And so you actually start asking specifics around it rather than letting it be an empty threat. Mm. Two days later, remember that fight we had two days ago and you said you were going to divorce me? I've started to look for an apartment. Uh, when would you like to have a conversation with a mediator to start separating our finances? When you show him, I will take this seriously and I am not going to let it be an empty threat. Right. Then it it kind of helps them understand oh this actually doesn't have this intended effect which is to dis to throw me off to right. put me into a panic it actually puts me into a productive mode and that comment oftentimes doesn't get used as flippantly anymore because right. he's like oh she's actually taking this seriously okay well i'll choose my words differently next time right so that's an option as well Again, because we don't know the situation, we can't offer specific things, but these are these are general ideas. Emotional abuse usually has to begin with some level of boundaries. Yep. Here's why boundaries are so important. Uh, I want you to picture a wounded bobcat. This cat has his legs stuck in a snare and it's been tied to this tree for three days and you come across this wounded bobcat. Should you walk up to that cat and go, nice kitty kitty, and try to pet it? No. What's going to happen? You're going to get your arm torn off. He's going to take out an eyeball because it's going to be all teeth and claws because it is scared and it is thirsty and it is injured. So even for people who want to help wounded animals and these animals are trying to harm them, they have boundaries they put on big thick leather gloves they have the pole with the rope on it they put it in a noose sometimes they use a tranquilizer they, yes i was gonna say they that. have a kennel that they put the cat into and then they put it in the back of the pickup they don't put it on their lap and stroke it in the car as they're driving out of the forest those boundaries are still required now these people who are helping the cat don't walk up to the cat and go, you stupid cat, you try to scratch me and they start kicking it. That's also not appropriate. Right. You boundaries are we're going to we're going to protect ourselves so we don't get hurt any more than we need to as we try to resolve this situation. Right. But if you don't do that and you are getting scratched and you are bleeding out and you are getting more and more injured in the name of love. You're not actually loving that cat very well. You're not loving that person very well. Boundaries is the most important place to start in in resolving any sort of issues of emotional abuse. Right. That makes sense? Yep, it does. This one's a little bit of a heavier one. I can feel kind of the weight of this yeah. one. And again, I feel bad for this person. And we know she's not the only one in this situation. Right. We've read lots and lots of other comments of people who are, who are, questioning or trying to figure out what to do so we're hoping that um, if you're listening to this podcast and you find yourself in a situation that sounds similar where you're being called names you're having divorce threatened all the time or it's just a toxic emotional environment we hope that this provides some level of clarity on kind of what your next step should be if you actually want to ask some specific questions you can actually email us we're real human beings we actually answer we check and answer our emails 
And so paul at securemarriage.com or shannon at securemarriage.com. And either one of those will get to us and we'd be glad to answer your specific question. Sometimes we do that just over email and sometimes we actually turn it into another podcast episode. So the whole point of Secure Marriage is to provide resources so that you guys fight less and feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. And so we hope that this ticked all those boxes today. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.